Hey MW, it's Melissa and Stephanie Kirkache, two sisters and the founders of Millennial Women. And your host of Millennial Women Talk. We're so grateful you're sharing your time with us today. By tuning into this episode, you're investing in becoming the best version of you. And we are thrilled to be on this journey together. We see this quote everywhere, collaboration over competition. And we have to admit, it's one of our favorite quotes. But oftentimes, it sees nothing more than an Instagram post. But one woman is literally putting that famous quote into action. Aisha Crump is the founder of Honey Baby Naturals. She's a successful business owner, mom, and wife, while focusing her efforts in helping other women like herself rise to the top. She shares her story from graduating as a chemical engineer to becoming the first Latina-owned hair and skincare line for naturals in major retailers. There were so many insightful moments on this episode, but here are some of our favorites. You know, my son always says, Mom, you know, you're lucky you grew up struggling because it makes you want things so much more and work so much harder. You know, it's a two-way street. And, And if you help someone else, I always feel like paying it forward is always going to happen. What is there to be afraid of? If you feel good about your story, about your brand, about your marketing, about you and your passion and your work ethic, there's nothing to fear. It's only, there's only things that are gonna make you stronger and better. Okay, MW, the journey to getting closer to the best you starts right now. Thanks so much for being here, Aisha. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Of course. For the few of us who don't know the amazing woman that you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, I'm Aisha Ceballos Crump, and I am the owner and founder of Honey Baby Naturals. Um, we I actually, that's my first business. And, you know, most recently I founded, um, an umbrella company called beauty law for warehousing distribution, eventually manufacturing and, um, co-partnering with Ada Rojas and Boldanica beauty. So I have been a busy mompreneur. <laughs> <laughs> I love that mompreneur. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Aisha, doing a little bit of research about who you are and sort of your backstory, one of the things that surprised both of us was that you studied to be a chemical engineer. When and how did you make that transition from chemical engineer to entrepreneur? Well, what's crazy is, um, you know, and and I go back to when I decided to do that, I actually had, I inspired to be an actress. I went to performing arts high school, uh, born and raised in Gary, Indiana, small high school as a theater major. And I spent my whole life on stage performing. I love empowerment through speaking, engaging with people through stage and, and theater and performance. And I wanted to actually go to NYU to be an actress. And by the time I was a junior in um, high school, I was valedictorian on my grammar school class, my middle school class, my high school class. I had a 4.0, um, heavily recruited I realized that, you know, coming, I'm the first person in my family to go to college and my parents, you know, they didn't even, they didn't go to college and, you know, we were financially struggling that the only way that I can create a better life for my family was to major in something that was substantial and was going to make money. So I actually went down the list and I said, what undergraduate degree at that point makes the most amount of money? And it was chemical engineering and, you know, didn't know much about it. I was great in math and science. And um, I actually got a full ride to Purdue University, which one is the most prestigious engineering schools in the country. Didn't know what I was getting myself into. And from the first day of college in 1995, and now I'm dating myself, (laughs) you know, four years later when I graduated, 
it was so challenging because, you know, it wasn't what I loved, but I challenged myself to think outside the box to, to, to do it. I love a challenge. And I spent four years really learning problem solving, just how to make things better, innovation, technology, and how to work through, you know, just making things better. That's what an engineer does. And so when I graduated college, I really didn't want to become an engineer, you know, because I I didn't have love for it, but it was an education and a degree that really prepared me for so many things. So I actually took my engineering degree, um, which opened up a gazillion doors. You tell someone you're an engineer from Purdue, you can pretty much work wherever you want, graduate with honors. And so I started off in sales. Someone met me. They're like, oh my God, your personality should get into sales. So I transitioned from sales. I started selling chemicals to the beauty industry. And it was at that time I said, aha, I love beauty. I love the presentation part of it. I love making people feel confident through beauty and through products. So I started actually selling chemicals for the beauty industry, did that for about five years. Then I transitioned into manufacturing. One of my clients was a contract manufacturer, Um, did that for another five years. Then I started consulting. And it was that aha moment where I've done this for so many years, helping other brands, seeing their brands on shelf, helping them write copy, helping them formulate, helping them develop when I realized that I could be doing it for myself. And, you know, I, I found an unmet need in the market. I'm Puerto Rican. My husband's African-American. We have biracial children. Um, I was buying products or getting free products from all these companies. And I realized that I should create a brand that was really about a family story, about textured hair and represented a Latina woman, which had never been done before. So it was four years ago. I quit my job and I transitioned into becoming an entrepreneur. And I launched Honey Baby Naturals three years ago. And I never looked back. It's oh amazing. I'm always so fascinated with everyone's journey in life, right? And how it transforms and how you had this idea, but then it always exceeds your expectations. That's what they tell us. And I, I'm really curious, do you feel like the life you're living now exceeded every expectation of that little you? Absolutely. Like, so you guys don't make me get emotional today because I'm, I'm in one of those moods, but it's crazy. <laughs> like, um, so I grew up in Gary, Indiana. And um, I mean, you know, we, we didn't have much and shared rooms with my siblings. You know, my my dad was laid off or working on and off. My mom worked um, for the city of Gary at a domestic violence shelter. I mean, she barely made $25,000 a year. It was a family of five. And I look at my life and not just the financial side, but I remember driving downtown and looking at the high rises as a kid. And I was like, dang, Oprah lives there. One day I'm going to live in one of those buildings, you know, and I've always liked nice things. And it was, we didn't go on vacations as kids. We couldn't afford it. We couldn't travel. Like my parents had never really left, you know, Indiana, Illinois, besides Puerto Rico. And so for me to be able, you know, I took my whole family to Dubai this year and, um, you know, for us to travel internationally and to get exposure and to be able to do those things. I didn't know how I was going to buy a coat or books when I was in college. My son wants to go to school next year and I feel good that I can be able to write a check. So, you know, those are the things that, you know, inspire me. You know, my son always says, mom, you, you know, you're lucky you grew up struggling because it makes you want things so much more and work so much harder. But yes, absolutely. You know, I'm going to be in Forbes magazine this week. When I got called to do the interview, I'm like, me, Aisha, you know, Aisha Ceballos from Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Um, I was featured in the Purdue Alumnus Magazine last spring. And just to open up this prestigious alumnus magazine to see my family featured, it means so much. And it just means so much as a Latina woman who came from a 
from from somewhere where expectations aren't high to succeed and and people look up to you and they want to do things that you have done. It's amazing and it feels really good. And now it's just the beginning. That's beautiful. It's like I I really want to ask this question because I think it's so Mel and I talk about this all the time and you said something very important that your son actually pointed out which is mom you're so lucky that you came from struggle because it actually makes you want things more how as a mom for all of the mom entrepreneurs out there <laughs> how as a mom you know that you are able to provide for your children now how do you instill that same work ethic that grit that struggle built in you to your kids <laughs> it's funny because I was traveling this weekend and I got in last night and I just went on a rampage with my kids. I said, oh my God, what did you guys do for three days? So it is a struggle because we, my kids go to the best schools. Um, right. they, they, they get everything that they need, but my kids work really, really hard. They're all honor students, straight A's. I mean, I think they still sca- they're still scared of me. They fear me because <laughs> they know like, you know, I will cut them off in a heartbeat, but they still work hard. My kids pack orders. They help um, run the trade show booth. They travel with me all summer. Like they, you know, it's funny. My son says, mom, I don't get allowance, but his allowance is getting paid when he works for me. So mm-hmm. I still make sure that they understand the humble beginnings, like where we're from. I mean, we're not wealthy by any means. My kids seem to think we are. Wealth is something I think of on a whole different level. Yes, we can pay for college now. Yes, we can live comfortably. Yes, we have, you know, my daughter is like, oh, we have two foreign whips. Cars, that's all material. It's really about what are our assets? Do we have investments? Do we own property? Do we own real estate? Do we have businesses? Do we have intellectual property? So these are the things that I'm still teaching my children. Like material things are are nothing. You know, it's nice to have things, but it's really about taking that to the next level. What is the crump legacy that we are going to leave on, on this earth, you know, when I'm no longer here and, you know, with our grandchildren and so forth. So it is something that every day I teach my children. They're a part of the business. They work with me and they understand how important it is to work hard. Yes, things are a little bit easier for them, but that's why we do what we do. Our, their education is amazing. They go to a top 100 high schools in the country and their exposure is, is tremendous. But I hope that they take that and just take it to a whole nother level. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's something to be very, you know, proud of because it's it's somewhat rare to find. And so it's amazing that they're seeing it firsthand from their mom. So that's beautiful. I want to take it for a second, a little bit to your mental and emotional journey of starting this company, right? What were, <laughs> what were those moments like for you when you said, I'm going to do this? And then at first it's like, oh, you see the whole like picture. You're like, this is going to be so easy. It's going to be great. And then life happens and you start to feel those feelings of doubt, people envying you. Walk me through that journey from, from an emotional and mental standpoint. It, it has definitely been a roller coaster. You know, the first year when I quit my job four years ago, it was um, it was exciting. It was just like, oh, my God, I'm the first time where like I don't have to work for someone else. I'm working for myself. And, um, you know, I had savings. I pulled out all my 401k. I'm a risk taker, you know, and I always say the biggest risk is never taking one. And I, and I believe, if I believe in anyone, I believe in myself. And so for the first six months, I was okay. You know, my husband had a job. He still worked. He had insurance. He had the benefits. Pulled out my 401k. I actually had a pension I didn't know about that I pulled out as well. I'm crazy. I just like <laughs> took all my money and all my savings. Bet on myself. The first six months, you know, everything was fine. I live in a high rise with an outdoor pool. So I would go outside and work by the pool. And I'm like, oh my God, this is fabulous. You know, when I still had money, you know, (laughs) 
after those first six months, uh, the well ran dry. I was broke. I maxed out all my credit cards. I saw my credit score going from here that I worked so hard to get to down here. Um, I, I barely could afford to pay my bills. You know, I'm trying to run the company. I knew what I need to do, but people don't understand that initial investment to get cost of goods, to buy your packaging, to buy your product, to do trademarks, to do registrations. I had registered. I mean, I did all that and I put all, you know, all this money into that. And um, I built the website myself. I was running a one man show. So for the first six months, it was easy. But then when I started landing my first account, it was moving so fast that I, I didn't sleep. I was working around the clock. Like I said, financially, I was struggling. I didn't have parents to go to to ask for money or, you know, or anyone else. I remember our first trade show. I packed up the car. I drove to South Carolina from Chicago with my children loaded with product. And I'm hot wiring rooms. I'm like figuring out and asking grandma to send us money. You know, my husband's mom to send us money while we're there so the kids can eat. And, um, and they were part of that. And it was real. And then I fast forward to, you know, when I, uh, I think my first big account, when I got that first $300,000 deal from like one of my accounts, I'm like, yes, I've never seen this many zeros at once, you know, on a check. <laughs> it was exciting, but, but it just moves so fast and, 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 and there's so much investments and things. So outside the financial struggle, it was, you know, the working. So I tell the story about the first six months where I used to go down to the pool and work. And I was like, oh, I'm a stay at home mom. I'm an entrepreneur. It's great. You guys, I've been to the pool one time this summer and I look at all the stay at home moms laying outside and they're tanning and they have their families and I'm upstairs like working till midnight. It, it, it's, it's, it's a constant battle. So it's like ups and downs where, you know, you can enjoy things, but it, it doesn't end. It doesn't stop. And I think for me, you know, I, I'm, I'm very ambitious. Like I said, I, you know, Honey Baby Naturals is doing amazing. We're in year three. We have over 10,000 retail doors. I'm getting ready to expand international business. So I'm working on that, adding more retailers. Well, Donica Beauty just launched and um, my partner's amazing. She's killing. We're going to be in retail next year. Um, we're just buying our first warehouse and our manufacturing facility. So I'm doing the most, but I love it. <laughs> like I'm happier than I ever been. You know, I, I, I love what I'm doing and I just want to keep doing it, but it's not easy. I work all the time. People see the glamorous side. They see the travel. I, I look at Oprah. She doesn't have time to post on Instagram. Other people do it for her, but I'm, I'm barely on social media and, and I don't do that because I'm always busy and I'm always moving. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Your story is so, uh, like there's so many things I want to talk about, but you know, it's very interesting. So we often see this quote on Instagram, right? It's collaborate over competition. And um, it always gets a ton of likes on every yeah. page I always see. But I have a question because in your story, and now you're starting to talk about Botanica Beauty, right? And what impressed Mel and I so much was you are the epitome of this collaborate over competition, right? And I would love for you to share the story because you did help another female founder start Botanica Beauty. Can you share with us a bit that story? So you're right. Like I, I see the quote all the time. And for me, it's just like, I feel like, you know, people say things for social media or they do things to kind of put on a front. And I think, you know, if I look at other ethnicities and other cultures, they do a really, really good job about uplifting each other. You know, I know a lot of people who would bring their relatives from India and pay for their education and they would help sponsor them to live because they wanted them to come here and to have a better opportunity and they wanted to uplift them. I know a lot of people that lent money to friends to start businesses because they wanted to uplift their culture, their society. And, and I think as, 
you know, women of color, we don't do it enough. And we are the lowest paid. You know, Latina women are paid so much less than, you know, white males and black women as well. You know, we don't share knowledge. We're, we're first generation, you know, and, and we're gaining the knowledge. If we don't share it, then how are we going to grow? And so for me, day one, when I launched my company, I said the first opportunity that I have to help build more brands and help create a better space. And, and I'll elaborate on that. I'm going to do it. And, you know, it was always when I launched this company and it's funny because I launched Honey Baby thinking it was going to be a more niche brand where it was a family brand. It was something different. I'm going to learn all the buyers I'm going to learn the industry. I'm going to learn how to get in and then I'm going to come and bang. But then Honey Baby turned into a bang. <laughs> so it's just like, OK, I'm moving. I'm moving. Um, so it was always my intention to start this company so that I can create something bigger, so that I can create an enterprise, have an umbrella company so that I can help other entrepreneurs, other brands, you know, to, to figure out how to make this work. We're only as good as a category. And, and when I say that, I mean that, you know, for so long, beauty has been segmented. Either you're white, you're black, you're a kid, you're an adult, you know, you're a woman or you're a man. And each segment has a small section. So if you work, walk into your local mega you know, store, your Walmarts, your Targets, you basically have to shop in the ethnic aisle, which has typically been for black women, or you're shopping in, you know, in the general market. And there's not been this like growth where we look at society and we're a multicultural society. And so for me to get that to the next level and to expand that, we need to bring more brands in the space. Mm -hmm. There is no Latina section, correct? There's really, yep. especially for Afro-Caribbean women, like people have never acknowledged us. And so for, for me to have a voice in the space, I needed to have Botanica Beauty. I needed, other, you know, to, to be a part of, of my journey so that we can have more voices in the space. And so that's my goal. And it's just not, it's in green beauty. It's in, you know, it's in, it's in multicultural beauty. It's in Latina beauty. It's in wellness. There's so many categories where we need to make our mark. We are the biggest consumer. Latina woman mm -hmm. uh, is the biggest spender in beauty and the biggest consumer. And, and these big companies have never really talked to us before. So I'm trying to change that narrative and create a, a space where, you know, now we walk in and we have a sense of pride, like, man, Latina women came in and created this. So <laughs> it's always been important to me. And, you know, Botanica Beauty, you know, I met Ada uh, two years ago. She, you know, she's amazing. She has a spirit about her. And I knew that she was going to be the first person that I wanted to help. I'm working with a few other brands now, but I mean, it, it's been exciting to just see her. And, you know, again, people are scared of competition because it's going to hurt your sales. It's only help Honey Baby Naturals. And people see it. And so many consumers come up to me like, oh, my God, like, I love what you're doing and we want to support you. So I hope to see more of that. Um, I just in essence, beauty, I just did a brown beauty pop up with mixed chicks, with Talia Wahid, with Alakay Naturals, with all wow. these beautiful founders. And by working together, we're able to afford to do more of these type of events. So I'm hoping that we see more of this. Um, I'm always willing to share. I'm willing to, you know, to help, but one brand at a time for now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one step at a time. <laughs> what was it about Ada and Botanica Beauty where, where you said, you know what, this would be a really, really great partnership? Was it her herself? Was it the product? Was it both? What, walk me through that process of saying she would be a fantastic partner. So, so it's funny. Um, we were just talking about this yesterday because Ada helped me this weekend at a trade show. Like she's still, she's still down to help Honey Baby. Um, That's awesome. She, um, she was doing the the resource on the road tour, a Latina like tour for like curly hair women, you know, throughout the country. And I didn't know anything about it. I was actually at a church. She said, "God brought us together." <laughs> I was at a local Literally. church, an event, and a Latina woman, you know, found out that I was Puerto Rican. A lot of because my name is Aisha Crow. Okay, 
I was born in 1977. My <laughs> baby wonder has a song. Isn't she lovely? Her name is Aisha. My mom heard this song and she's like, oh my God, I love that name. So she tried to spell it Spanish. A-E-S-A-H-A. Aisha. So that's why my name is Aisha. My married name is Crump. My maiden name is Ceballo. So with the name Aisha Crump, people never know that I'm Puerto Rican. I'm Latina. You guys didn't know. <laughs> and so, so anyway, so long story short, when people find out that I'm Latina, they're like, oh my God, you need to connect with Ada. She's amazing. She's an influencer in the space. She has this whole empowerment thing. And so when I reached out to her and she found out, it was just like an instant connection. I had her do a little work with me for Honey Baby and her engagement is incredible. Like I work with a lot of influencers, like they love her. She's genuine. The people were buying product and they were supporting and they were asking about it. And I just saw the power that she is. She's this personality that's so much like myself. She's strong. She works hard. She came from very humble beginnings and I just knew she wanted it. And so the conversation kind of started, you know, we found some money to kind of put into the brand and, you know, I wanted to help her. And so she basically, I mean, has become a part of my family. It's funny. I have a favorites list and the only person that's not family that's on my favorite list is no one that works for me, but Ada. She's like, a, she's like a sister to me now. You know, she stayed at my house for like six months. Um, she just moved to Chicago. And that, that, that passion that she has is really kind of like where, okay, she's the one, the first one, and, and we're going to do this together. And hopefully Ada is going to bring on other people as well. That's beautiful. That's so powerful. Yeah. And I really want to stay a little bit in this space just because I feel like it's so important for us as women to talk about this, to talk about what it really means to support each other and to help each other out. Um, and I think you're honestly the perfect person to, to speak on this. How do you think that some women that might be hesitant, right, that are kind of thinking these thoughts that kind of go like, I don't want to share my resources, you know, if I help somebody out, that means I'm not going to be successful, right? These are some of the narratives that I think hold women back from helping each other out. What is your take on that to a woman that might be having these negative narratives in actually helping each other? You know, and that, and that it's easy to do. And, you know, it was, you know, and, and you go back to even like education. Well, if I help them with their homework, then they're going to get a better grade than me. You know, like it's, it's always this, it's, it's this, you know, this society that we live in where it's like the cream de la creme, the top, to, you know, the cream rises to the top, the top to the top. And you kind of have to push other people down to get there. You know, I needed help when I started my business and there were people that were open and willing. And I, you know, I worked in behind the scenes for like 15 years. So I worked with organic root stimulator in the Gardner family. I worked with the Luster family here in Chicago. I worked with um, design essentials and, you know, the McBride family. And these were other families who did it before me. So when I needed help, I picked up the phone and called them and they were willing and open to sharing. And, you know, I think that I realized that people, you know, it's a two way street. And, and if you help someone else, I always feel like paying it forward is always going to happen. And, you know, I was on a panel this weekend with some amazing women in the space with Monique, with Mayel and Rochelle with Alakay and um, Janelle with Camille Rose. And we were on a panel and we talked about that. And, you know, we were just saying that, like, what if we picked up the phone and called each other to find out how much we were paying for something or how much this costs, we can only make each other stronger. So, you know, my advice is what is there to be afraid of? If you feel good about your story, about your brand, about your marketing, about you and your passion and your work ethic, there's nothing to fear. It's only, there's only things that are going to make you stronger and better, you know, and, and again, my strength is cost, pricing, manufacturing, and, you know, engineering, because a lot of the girls don't have that. And some of them are way stronger on social media and marketing because they started their careers as influencers. So I am not afraid to pick up the phone and call. And then we need to be there to support each other. 
Right. Like last week I was almost in tears because I was just like, oh my God, I, I'm tired. I was like, I felt like I had blood coming out of my eyes. I'm traveling like every week. I'm away from my family. And I called Rochelle and she was like, I'm sending you virtual hugs. Like Aww. we need to hug each other and we need to tell each other how great each, you know you are because we're all going through the struggle. I might not know that your books are tight this month and the whole industry is tight this month. You know, these are things that if we don't pick up the phone and call each other and talk to each other, you know, you know, you might want to give up or you might feel like I'm a failure, but we're all going through it. And so that's why it's so important to share, you know, and, and to really like genuinely be a part of each other's lives while you're going through the process, because it's all about uplifting each other. And, and, and there's so much that happens in this industry behind the scenes that we don't, if we don't talk and share, how do you know, how do you know one other person is going through and that you can actually learn from that as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's important what you just said too, of just like picking up the phone, right? So like for a personal, and we'll share a little bit of backstory, me and Steph were always really shy to pick up the phone and call somebody, right? Or ask for some advice and thinking, well, what's she going to think about us? Is she thinking we're trying to take advantage of her knowledge? You know, did you ever come across that? I guess uh, I would use a, a, a Spanish word, complejo. <laughs> did you ever have that complejo within yourself to be like, oh, should I call her? Should I not call her? Did you ever feel like that? I I don't have much fear. Like I am so fearless. It's I love it. I don't even know where that came from. Like I am. I like you know. I I just like. I always say, what's the worst can happen? They yep. can say no. You know, like they can say no. Um, you know, obviously I have nerves sometimes when it comes to certain situations. But like like you can't be afraid. What's the worst that they can say is no, honestly. But but it has been times where I'm like, oh, I mean, there's so much competition and people are are afraid to share, are afraid to talk about things. They think that you're going to take their ideas. You know, there is a lot of duplication in this industry because innovation is hard. When things have been done for so many times for so many years, how do you innovate and come up with something new? So I might hide formulas or different things because I'm trying to keep it under, you know, just keep it tight until I launch it. But no, I mean, I, I, I'm not afraid to pick up the phone and call people. You know, the hardest thing is getting the contacts and, and, and the information. Right. But, you know, if I can call Oprah tomorrow and ask her for a favor, I would call Oprah and ask her for a favor. <laughs> I wouldn't be afraid to do it. You know, like yeah. if I had her number, believe me, she would have been hearing from Aisha already. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I love that. Um you know, it's it's so interesting. And I, I've told this story to Mel before. I was sitting in, a, in an office in Los Angeles with a very well-known manager, and he is amazing. And I had a question because we were going to do an event in San Francisco. And he was like, oh, okay, let me just call. And then, like, he dialed the number of the guy that created Siri. And super nonchalant was just like, no and then way. asked them the question for me. And and that was one of the biggest lessons, right? How that's wonderful that you didn't have this fear, right? Of just picking up the phone and people are there to help, right? It's like you only get what you have the courage to ask for. But there are so many women that are struggling with this. And create these narratives of what I was saying, like, oh, I don't want to take advantage or, you know, we kind of start with these narratives, these stories that are not even existent, right? Because we have to believe that we all want to help each other out, right? And when we do adapt that mentality, that it's like what you're saying, we all help each other move forward. You know, it's not like all about me. It's it's about everyone moving forward. And that's so beautiful. You're such a beautiful example of that. Yeah. So thank, thank you. you. <laughs> and I, I mean, I just, I, I just, I think it's so important because just imagine like, you know, if you have a mentor that has done it already, like how, like, like, like you guys watch our stories. I don't do it. Ada's on Instagram and I'm always fussing at her 
And, you know, she's like, well, you make it look so easy. I said, Ada, no, it is, you know, you, you don't know what I went through the first year. I said, you need to grind. You need to hustle. You need to struggle. Like she wants to go on vacation. I was like, no, I didn't take a vacation my first year of the business. So, you know, it's funny. People watch our stories. I mean, we were actually thinking about like just starting to do more of that because they need to see the end, you know, behind the scenes yeah. and the working and stuff. But, you know, it is like, you know, you know, if you have someone that did it before you, it's going to be so much easier, you know. Parents that, you know, navigated through a college. I mean, think about that. A college system went to that same school and you go there. How much easier is it going to be for you? Right. Or, you know, a company that, you know, maybe your parents started and you walk into and you learn from it. So it's the same thing in, 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 in entrepreneurship. If you find someone that has done it before, everything is going to be so much easier from registration to product development, to costing, right. to all these things. And I, I look at what, you know, the new brand is doing and how Ada's doing. She's moving so much faster than me because I've been there and I did that. So that's right. why, you know, again, it's, you know, and, and my daughters are actually going to be launching something next year. So that's one of my big projects that's I'm working awesome. on and I'm so excited, but you know, they have so many people that can help them now because I've been there. Now Ada has been there and we have other people in the industry as well. Absolutely. Was there a moment for you that you said, okay, now I'm ready to pay it forward? Was it kind of like on a business level? I'm financially good. My business is good. Now I can help. <laughs> oh, 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 no, I'm not. No. I'm not. Good. <laughs> I'm going to stop you there because no, there's never enough money. No, I'm nowhere near where I should be. Like I probably should have waited, but it was just the right opportunity. Right. Like, you know, again, people say, oh, you're selling so much product. But all that money gets recycled back right. into the business. Like in order, when you get a new account, the scale up is huge. You have to buy all the packaging. You have to buy the 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 the, the goods. And I, my company was basically money in, money out. Mm -hmm. I didn't go out and you know get lines of credits and do all this. So I'm not in a financial position to actually do that, but I know how to, 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 to raise capital now and I know how to find it because I've been doing this. You know, once you have an impressive brand, you're going to have people calling you all the time. Right. You know, you know, I, our brand blew, blew up so quickly that, you know, I've had a lot of VCs call me. I have a lot of people that are interested in the brand or investing or financial and, and I put, I feel like people see you and they're going to invest into you. So it probably wasn't the right time to do it, but it was, the, it was the right time because of the person and then the opportunity. I felt like we had to break down the barrier. I was Latina. No one knew it. You know, I'm sitting on shelves at Target and Walmart and they have, you know, women of color founders and there's no Latina founder featured. And I said, okay, we need to make more noise. How do we do that? And so, you know, doing this with Ada was a way for us to really start to, to, to solidify, okay, we are here and we're a force to be reckoned with. So sometimes it might not be the right time, but the right opportunity and the right person comes along and you have to figure out how to make it work. Woo, and believe me, because of our supporters and how much product they've been buying, it's really made it work for both for, for the new brand as well as Honey Baby. That's, That's amazing. Beautiful. So I'm so you are in in Walmart, right? Honey Baby Naturals is in Walmart. Yes. So how, you know, and I'm going to take it just a step back to when you first started your company, you know, how did you walk into that Walmart room and convince <laughs> Walmart to, to purchase your products? And then obviously now with your success, you're able to bring in Botanica Beauty and other brands. But walk me through that, that first meeting, that pitch meeting. How did you, how did that happen? Well, it was, it was actually, I got into Target my first year of business. Wow. You know, it was amazing. And, um, I remember, and I'm not nervous, but I remember my first pitch meeting was with Target and I had just launched the company, literally. Like I only had a thousand followers, if that. 
wow. period. Like I didn't have a social media. I wasn't an influencer or anything. And I have this brand. It looks so different than anything. They It's in honey bottles and honey jars. It's called Honey Baby. Again, contacts in the industry. I was able to get a meeting. Um, I had won Naturally Curly Awards. I had just been out about five months, not even. And so anyway, when I walked in, I was so nervous. And I was by myself. People came in with teams of 10, you know, to present. And I'm by myself. And I knew some people from the industry and they see me. And I put my product up there. You get 10 minutes. And it's like, okay, guys, get it. And and they didn't get it. They're like, honey, baby, is it for kids? Is it for babies? Is it for who? Is it what kind of hair textures? You know, uh, it's cute, but we don't know about it. And guess what? I got it. <laughs> so, you know, it was, you know, it's again, it's like I was afraid, not afraid of rejection, but I was nervous. But at the same time, like it was great. So, okay. So fast forward, we got in our first Target test stores. I think it was 126 stores. And the one right by my kid's school had it. And I remember the first time walking there with my daughters and, you know, they're like, that's, that's us. That's my mommy. Like, it's just, it's an amazing feeling and the pride that's there. But I think the moment that was like, um, so my parents are very different. My dad, like he's a dreamer like me. And he always was like, dream big. Aisha, she's going to be a billionaire. She's this, she's that. <laughs> my mom is more grounded. We're like work or day job, work really hard. Like she was so mad when I quit my job. You know, she was the one like, go get an engineering degree. And so I think it was harder for my mom to accept and realize what I had done and that I had created a brand that has worldwide distribution and we're in over 10,000 mass retail doors. And so I remember taking my mom, picking her up and taking her to Walmart and I let her pick out all the Honey Baby products and ring it up and taking that picture. And it was that smile on her face when I said, wow, now she gets it. So, you know, it, it, it's still a realization. And I, I have friends that might see my product in Nigeria and they'll text me and be like, Aisha, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting ready to go into Saudi Arabia um, and <laughs> wow. the Middle East. Um, and so it's just like, as we grow and expand and, and when people acknowledge it and see it, it's just like, you know, wow, it's a level of pride. And yeah. you know, everyone that went to my high school, I was very small high school class. They all follow me and they're, you know, they're always posting on Facebook and they're sharing. And so it just feels good to have that, like that following and that pride. It makes other people feel good. That's amazing. And, and when pitching, you hit something really interesting where, where the, the executives, I assume, were saying, what is it? Is it for babies? Is it, you know, how in those moments where you have to think so quick on your feet, you've got 10 minutes, how do you translate the message of your product to then obviously eventually seal the deal? How did you do that? You know, it's funny, like, um, and I always tell my son this, I, I was a theater major from sixth grade <laughs> through 12th grade. And um, we did a lot of improv theater. <laughs> like, and I, and I know this is random, but I've always been quick to think on my feet or to transition into, you know, and, and that, that theater background, I tell you, and it's funny, my, my son is, he's an artist, you know, and he, he's a rapper and he performs on stage. I said, that is going to prepare you for life because you never have fear. You always know what to say. And so it's like, you know, you have to push the envelope and you have to get people, if you're passionate and you believe in it and you're selling something, people are going to believe it. And I've never wavered. I always, you know, and, and looking like me, you know, my hair is really straight today because I, I just strain it quickly because it's the easiest thing to do, but my hair is not very textured. And, you know, when you're selling in a multi-texture, the majority of right. my, my customers are African-American women, you know, and, and Latina women with textured hair. And so they look at me like, you don't know anything about our hair. You know, they're like, you are not the person to be selling our products. And so those were all challenges where I'm like, oh, well, let me tell you, you know, you have to feel confident about yourself, believe in yourself and you have to sell it. And if you believe it, other people are going to believe it too. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's so in. Uh, I just love this stuff because my mom always used to say everything you do is preparing you for something, you know? It is. 
And <laughs> and it's so amazing to see that come full circle for you. I love these type of questions. Can you, Aisha, tell us three traits about you that you feel you owe your success to? And I know there's a lot more things to be successful in, but <laughs> in your current success, what are three traits about you that you feel allowed you to reach success? So the most important, I would say, is passion. I am a passionate person. Everything I do, I put my heart in my soul. Like I wear everything on my sleeve. Like I, I go hard because, you know, I'm so passionate about things. Um, I would say my confidence. You know, I always go back to, you know, my upbringing. I was a a Puerto Rican girl in a predominantly black community in an environment where I look different than everyone else. And then when I went to college, I was a Latina in a predominantly all white community. So I've always been in a situation where I look different or was different than other people. But I was so confident and so strong and believed so much in in my ability and my strength, you know, my intelligence and my strength that it allowed me to just overcome every situation that I've been in. And then the third one I would say is my work ethic. Like, you know, <laughs> I work hard, yeah. you know, and it's just like, you know, I love to play hard. I play hard as much as I work hard, but I'm not afraid to get dirty. Like I was wrapping pallets yesterday. I'm standing in a trade show booth for 12 hours. I'm in the warehouse, you know, dusty and dirty. I am not afraid to get in the trenches. So I would say that passion, that confidence and that work ethic. And that's all I need. And, you know, I would bet on myself over and over again because I have those traits. And, you know, like I said, willing to take risks. When I when I decided to launch this company and I quit my very high paying job, everyone thought I was crazy. But I knew that I had, you know, I have what it takes to make in this industry. And I think I'm doing okay. (laughs) So that's the combination, ladies. Those are the skills. <laughs> and I would say like a strong support system, like, you know, and, and that's another side that I tell people is I've already taken like 35, maybe 40 flights this year. So I'm away from my kids, you know, and they are okay. They support it. They, they understand our vision. They know it. And it's sometimes I might miss events. But it's that balance and that support. And my husband, my husband, he loves my crazy. We've been married for 18 years. Um, We met in college. Well, this is our 18th year this year. We've been together for 21 years. And he's been on this roller coaster ride with a serial entrepreneur, someone who's always like always wanting to do more and supporting me and understanding and the sacrifice to have mom gone and to, you know, to have me traveling. So that support system for anyone thinking about becoming an entrepreneur is so important. But I'm glad I had my babies early. (laughs) Now my youngest is 11, my oldest is 17. So it's so much easier because they're older kids. Right. So did you start, when did you start the business? How old were they? Um, So I started Honey Baby Naturals. It launched three years ago, but I kind of started working on four years ago. So my son was 13 um, at the time Mm. and the baby and my youngest daughter was, middle child was 10. And then my youngest one, she would have been seven. So she was, she was young. Yeah. So they were on the right. I look at pictures of she was handing out honey baby samples in a beauty supply store. So she looked so little. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, they were young enough. I mean, I, 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 I never imagined, like I was always a super ambitious person. I, you know, like I said, I was originally wanted to be an actress and I went to the engineering. And then I was thinking about being a lawyer. I never imagined. I had three kids by the time I was 30. I met my husband, wow. fell in love. I had my son at 25, my daughter at 28 and my third child at 30. So by the time I'm 50, you guys, <laughs> I'm going to be living my best life. All my kids will be gone. I'll be, 
millionaire, making a lot of money and traveling and, and just living a great life. I love it. You're a woman with a vision. I am. (laughs) (laughs) I would, I hate to wrap up this conversation. We're having such a great time, but Aisha, if you can give any advice to our listeners, to our beautiful millennial woman, um, what would it be? You know, again, it's, it's really about believing in yourself. And, and elevating to the next level. A lot of times people are, you know, just happy of wh- where they are, but they, in back of their mind, they think about what if, or if I had this, or I had that, or if I would have tried this, I think not being afraid. And, you know, and if you have those thoughts, don't be afraid to elevate to the next level and, you know, and finding someone who's done it before you. So, you know, that would be my advice. Yeah. And I and and I'm going to take it up just one more level for those women who lack that confidence, right? There's one of your three traits and to believe in themselves. Is there any advice, some tangible advice you can give them for women who are looking to maybe they need to boost up their confidence to believe maybe in what they're doing? I would say, you know, there's so many great resources out there as far as there's podcasts, there's books, there's, you know, people in the community and always like educating. Like I go to classes still and I'm always like trying to learn because there's so much that I don't know. So I would say just if there's something that you're really interested in it. And and, and again, I'll go back to when I launched my business. I was not an overnight success. People always say, oh, my God, how was Honey Baby an overnight success? I did 15 years of dues. Because I didn't know manufacturing, so I figured out I'm going to learn it. I didn't know the beauty industry, so I figured out how to learn it. So I would say is if it's something that you love and you want to do, start learning. There's so many resources out there to educate yourself and to learn about the business. Do that before you jump in and you're going to have a lot more success. I love it. That's perfect. That's perfect. Thank Aisha, you so much. thank you so much for your time. This has been a true honor to speak with you. And we're excited to share this episode with our listeners. All right. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you want to learn more about Aisha, please visit honeybabynaturals.com. Subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify to help us continue to bring powerful conversations just like this to you every single week. Want free and discounted resources? Sign up right now to our free newsletter at wearemillennialwomen.com because subscribers only get freebies and perks to help you become the best version of yourself. We encourage you to continue on with the conversation. Keep being the strong, amazing woman that you are and never forget to live inspired. Until next time, MW. Always love Melissa and Stephanie Carcace.